California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? We've got a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me and Sean McCorkle, the funniest human being alive. Uh, looks very happy. Um, ready to start a good show. I actually miss Sean. Half the time I did a show because I actually wanted to talk to you. Um, I'm here. I am in Cozumel, Mexico, but on a cruise for a week. Where was I? Yesterday, I was in Jamaica, which I tried to buy a dress for my wife, and a lady offered me edibles too. Um, she's like, "Want some edibles with that?" I, like I didn't even ask for edibles, and I was gonna say yes, but then I'm like, you know what? Either this edible's just a gummy bear, or it's the most powerful edible ever, and I'm not gonna be able to even like stand on the ship. So I'm like, you know what? No. Uh, and then yesterday we went to Grand Cayman. How you doing, Sean? Doing all right, man. I uh trying to think of where Cozumel's been. I That's can't hear you. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, no, I can hear you now. Okay, now you can hear me. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think. Where's Cozumel at? I think I've been there before, but I was trying to think of which coast is it on. It's in Mexico. Obviously, it's like it's on. Is it by Cancun, or is it on the west coast? Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's by Cancun. Yeah. I thought okay. I've been to Cancun before, so maybe that's when I was there. I don't know. I'm such a world traveler; it's hard for me to keep track. You know. How are you feeling? I feel like you're uh, you're having a rough day. Yeah, no, man. I got to like really, literally before you sent me a link to the Zoom thing, like five minutes before I got really nauseous. They got me taking this medicine, man, and sometimes I take it and I'm fine, and sometimes gives you like hellacious nausea, man. So then you got to take something else for the nausea, which makes you tired. So then you have to take something to stay awake. Like it's like a, a never ending cycle. So um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm really trying to get in. I'm trying to get all the details finalized. It's funny, man. I'm trying to go to Germany. I told you to get that process done on my, that procedure on my back again. And I'll go to book a flight and it'll be $900. And then I'll wait 10 minutes and I'll go to finalize it. Then it's $1,800. And you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? Like the price has just doubled. And then, so I'll wait like a few hours. I'll go to do it again. Then it's down to 1200. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. The next day it'll be 800. I'll get ready to book it. I'll wait an hour. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go those dates. And I get ready to do it. Then it's back to 1300. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with these flights. I don't know with you book your stuff, but it's been happening. But the flights have been doubling or tripling or cutting prices in half on a dime. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know. Yeah. And then you have to take the earliest flight. Otherwise, they'll just cancel the flight. The whole day will be fucked. Like, yeah, it's uh, dude. Yeah, and their flight times are the worst. Like, oh man, that's a really cheap ticket. Oh, because I have to stay thirty six hours between flights at some airport. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I have to do yeah. that. They never tell you that part when you're trying to do it. So yeah, it's uh, I'm a little nervous to go to Europe, especially uh, Germany, with the way everything that's going on right now. I'm planning it two months ahead of time because there's no telling. Uh, I did find it funny that I couldn't go to Germany last time because I wasn't vaccinated. Um, and now there's no requirements at all. You don't even have to wear a mask to enter, like no, no vaccination required, no, uh, no test, no mask, no anything. All of a sudden, like, oh, is it all, it's all over now? The whole pandemic's over. That's weird. Cause it seems like the world was coming to an end three, three months ago. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden now it, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, now, now I, I nothing's like required. 
I still feel like we're in a bad dream. Uh, it did. It, somebody, I don't know what the whole pandemic thing was about, but someone had a motive, and I don't know if they accomplished or not. But it was, I couldn't believe how everybody just went along with it. That's what cracked me up, man. But I was like, oh, okay, we got to stay inside for three weeks. Okay. You know, just like. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go along with it that wise. Like, I went, I took my kid everywhere because I'm like, you know what? First of all, I would see kids that were being isolated, and then they would come, and within three seconds, they were sick. I'm like, no, right. kids have to build up a immune system i mean right. i never got covid and i think it's because i went down on so many girls that told me they were prostitutes afterwards you know um right so yeah. just... <laughs> that's one way to do it if you if you want to build up your immune system that is one way to go about it i guess i, I don't think Cobra had a shot i mean i mean like they were porn stars but i didn't know they were also escorting uh this is yeah. a long time ago but anyway uh this, this is not recently so meanwhile the cruises i was i had some funny stuff so the, the cruises used to be a lot more fun like when I was single, first of all, because they were like the, the, the uh, break dancers on the ship were like the best because those guys didn't give a shit. And first of all, if you're a professional break dancer, you like didn't follow along in life. Like like and, and, like nobody when they were younger is like, I'm going to be a professional break dancer, you know. Right. So they were with the, the women all day long, like the, the single moms or the bachelorette parties, teaching them how to, how to break dance. And they were just banging everybody. And um, and forgive me if I told the story before I'm telling it again. But one time they, we were in the, uh, in the Bahamas. And they went skinny dipping with like three cruise members at night. And then while they were in the ocean, local Bahaman guys stole all their clothes. Right. So they had to go back on the ship butt naked. And <laughs> dude, I was fucking dying. This guy named Miles and Curly Fries. That uh they were they were they were they were good guys, uh Curly. And then dude, then like like as you if you're a comic on these ships, you can go insane because you're literally you don't you don't know anybody. Like you're not like part of the crew. Because people are on, on like six month contracts. You can't really talk to the guests. So you're just like a, you know, like even even today, I'm like, they're like, hey, well, you want to go to the beach? We're gonna go blah blah blah, get drinks. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do a podcast, talk to Sean. Uh, so you can tell me right. the back. Um, so which <laughs> I like love, yeah. but um, that's much fun. There was there was like one comic who was cheating on his wife, just the most miserable guy, uh, but a funny comic. But one day he he like just lost it. So I think he had he had a, a crush on this girl that was the the comedy club host who I used to bang by the way. She was pretty hot, blonde hair girl, big tits. And when she would bring me up, I'd be like, give it up for whatever. She was the best BJ's up on on the ship. Meanwhile, she really did give me a BJ. So it was like our inside joke. And then right. she would eyes. Um. So anyway, this guy goes up there, and it was a kid show. The crowd was like, I mean, you see the most obese people you've ever seen on the ship. Like literally. There's no one at the gym ever, but like the the um, buffet is just packed. I mean, people, so many people on like those wheelchairs, like the, the rolling ones, the electric scooters that, right. that don't need them. I mean, there's just so many people like like that. So he, this guy goes up there and he's like, you know, there's a gym on this ship, right? That's that's the opening. He 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 goes, you guys are the most fattest, out of shape people I've ever seen in my life. And people are laughing because it was a black guy. They think he's like, oh, he's just being funny. You know, it's all, all white crowd. He goes, he goes, they should just um put a, uh, <laughs> he goes, they should put animal noises at the buffet. So it looks like you guys are like grazing, like moo, ha, ha. Dude, he just goes off for like 15 minutes. And the crowd was so fucking angry at him. I was <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say after a little while that would probably he probably should just finish the every joke with what the fuck and then they've been like oh this guy's as funny as Brendan Job, but um yeah no it's a sound like he was a uh, yeah 
sound like they were trying to recreate the Rainforest Cafe if they'd be making the animal noises while you're at the buffet. That would be awesome. It's uh, I only went on one cruise ever, man, and I I was not a fan. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't like the constant swaying, man. Like you know, like even like all the time. Like you can't. I'm sitting there gambling at the casino and my chips are falling over because the ship's swaying. Like it was just oh, not. Yeah. It was like it was like I don't know if every cruise sways. Like if every boat no, sways no, all the time. On, but... Depends on like where you go and if it's hurricane season. And dude, there was one time. I was with this Canadian comic and he was like super polite, tall. This guy name is Dylan. And the girl that was in charge was like flirting with both of us. This hot blonde, like just gorgeous blonde from Canada, but just way too flirty. But her boyfriend was the guy in the sound group. And her boyfriend was this like angry uh, guy from Scotland, like a redheaded Scotland guy with freckles. So it's our fifth show. And he runs out of jokes. The guy's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I have no more jokes. And the crowd's seen me before because the crowd comes back to every show. Even if you tell them it's the same act, they're like, oh, we, we were funny last time. And then they get pissed, right. start like yelling right. at punchlines and stuff. Dude, th this guy goes up there and he's like, you know that girl right there? Let's call her Jamie. Like five minutes into his act, he just gives up. He goes, I want to fuck Jamie so hard. He goes, I've just been thinking about her all night long. And I just want to take her and just jerk off all of her face. That cum oozes down her eyeballs. And I just want to fuck her in the ass. I, it, it went on for 15. And this girl is just like mortified. She's being verbally accosted. Dude, right. and, the, and the boyfriend's doing the sound. So he's fucking, I could see like fumes, you know? Right. Dude, I, <laughs> I was crying. I was, it was one of the funniest like when, when a comic fucks up, it's the best. Like, like uh, yeah, comedy, comics having fun and doing well on stage. Uh, yeah, that's all good and all. But uh, I mean, I always remember, like, even when I did the uh, Tonight Show the first time, I had a cruise the next day, right? So the next day they fly me out and I'm on a fucking high because I, I, I did Leno. I killed it. I was so happy. I go on stage and they introduce me. This next comic was on Leno last night. So people, you know, Ooh. so I go up there and a joke bombs. And I go, just so you know, guys, I did that joke last night on Tonight Show. And some lady goes, I didn't laugh then either. <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst when the uh, when the punchlines from the audience are better than from the comic. Oh, like every now and, then it's, uh, and it seems like it's usually a 300-pound uh, black lady who has something really funny to say in the crowd. For some oh. reason, they always, uh, on the videos I've seen where comics get roasted by the crowd, it seems like it's always a... Uh, very hefty black woman in the crowd who's got <laughs> jokes uh, for days. So dude, there was a time where like, you know, I would run out of jokes basically. Like now I do five different 30 minute shows, but I have a lot of kid stuff, having a kid married before right. I would just like try to wing it. And I would just do like every, the dirtiest jokes I, I knew, like the ones, the ones that were too dirty for the comedy clubs. I put them at the end. Cause I'm like, oh, the crowd had to hurt it. You know, right. time this lady comes in and she was like a cougar blonde, big tits and, she comes in late, and I go, oh, that lady looks like she can deep throat the Lakers, right? And yeah. she walks out. Everyone's laughing, right? Dude, and that, and I'm like, worried I'm going to get fired from Carnival. So I'm going up to the cruise director afterwards. And I was like, hey, man, I just want to say thank you for letting me uh, be on the ship. I had a great time. I'm trying to get a good score. And the lady, I see the lady coming up to me, and she goes, I cannot deep throat the Lakers. And just fucking screams this at me. <laughs> it's like, I've tried multiple times. It didn't ah! work. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking crazy. Uh, it was crazy. I don't understand the people who can't take a joke why you would go to a comedy show. Like that's oh. like I don't uh I don't understand. Like I've gone I've gone to several and uh the only time anyone ever tried to usually it's funny because they're usually afraid to say anything about me because they think I'm gonna beat them up or something. I don't know, like they'll uh say that. But a guy one time tried to kind of bring me into the show and whatever he said, I had a better response back to it and everyone started laughing, you know. And uh 
He said, I'm just kidding. I want you to beat me up. He said, what do you do for a living? I said, oh, I fight in the UFC. And he started laughing. He goes, no, really. I said, no, really. That's what I do for a living, fighting the UFC. And he's like, great. So the one big guy I pick out, you know what I mean, to give a, you know, to bring uh, the show actually is a professional fighter, you know what I mean, or whatever. But that's what, uh, that's what Bill Burr said to me. You remember you got me, uh, you were able to pull strings and get me to be able to meet Bill Burr after his show in front of 5,000 people here in Indianapolis in a theater, like, which was awesome. Like you knew someone in his, I don't know, entourage or his opening act or whatever. So somehow Matt Mitrione tags along with me to meet him. And I get to say three words to Bill Burr. And it's just Matt Mitrione talking as if he's drank, done six lines of cocaine and then drank a gallon of coffee talking. And even Bill Burr at one point is just staring at him. Like, why is he still talking? Like he just keeps going and going and going. And Bill Burr's like, hey, I'm going to go to a cigar bar if you guys want to go. Mitrione's like, no, we got plans, man. Uh, you know, I appreciate you inviting us. And I was like, we do? Because I, I wasn't even there with Matt. Like, we do. But I couldn't say that I would love to go hang out with Bill Burr because he had already said no for us. And Bill Burr was like, well, okay, it's cool, guys. Nice meeting you. Kind of like shook our hands and left. But all that to say, it was funny because Bill Burr, when he found out, he goes, wait, you're a fighter? And I was like, yeah. He goes, so it wasn't enough that just naturally you could beat up almost anybody, you know, like by being a giant. You had to go learn how to fight in addition to because there were still seven people on the planet you couldn't beat up, which that you know, cracked me up, but, uh, he seemed like an angry guy. You know how he seems angry in his comedy. He yeah. seems just as angry in real life. Like he, he really he like is. He was... I mean, I, we, me and him were like, we weren't friend friends. Like, you know, I had his number. We were friends friendly in the beginning. Cause I was in acting class with him like 20 years ago. And I remember he, uh, he did a scene and the teacher was like, that's really good. You know, how come I had never heard of you? Uh, cause at that time, no one. And then he was like, well, I did comedy for four or five years and I booked a show called Townies with Molly Ringwald and I moved out to LA and I thought this was, and the show got canceled for three episodes and I basically had my dick in my hand for three years. I went on 5,000 auditions, nothing. So now I'm back here and I'm, I have no agent. I have no manager and I'm, I'm trying to get on the Apollo. Like that was like where he was at, you know? Right. Um, and then uh, I would ask him, I'm like, Hey, how old are you? And he's like, why? So you could, you know, gauge your success. Uh, how old, like he was basically like, which is exactly what I what he, I was doing. At one time we right. were at a, a bar and like it was like people were like mingling and I'm like, hey, what's up, Bill? He's like, I can't talk to you. He's like, I, I spend. Uh, he goes, I need to. He goes, I, I never actually uh, network and I have to network right now. I never do this shit, so I'll talk to you later. Like he just would tell me exactly, which I really appreciated. Right. Um, I remember, I changed my name to Adam Hunter. My name is Adam Greenberg. Uh, my my dad like pressured me to do it like my dad's convinced that everyone in the world hates jews and he's like right. you can't be Adam, you especially can't be Adam. in hollywood because there's no jews in hollywood at all but it was it was a mistake in hindsight but uh i was trying to think of a name so at the time i was you know volunteering at the ronald mcdonald house every monday i'd go and spend like three hours with the kid i met a guy on the food network i was like an extra on the meet bobby flay show Hot off the grill with Bobby Flay, <laughs> who was yeah. a total dick, by the way. Bobby Flay was just not a nice person uh, because I was on a show called True Life. I'm a comedian on MTV where they got me this big uh, at the end. I had a big audition for the for the, uh, the comic strip, which at the time I knew I wasn't going to pass because I didn't pass the week before. But MTV made right. it a big thing. They followed me around. I was doing comedy in laundromats, supermarkets. And at the end, I, I someone named Starl didn't pass me. And uh, so I was like, hey, Bobby, I was on TV last night. He goes, I know. I heard you failed. Like he was just such a, a dick, and I was I'd I'd be like, hey, I'm going to Mardi Gras with my friends. Oh, that's amateur hour. Like he was just a he, he was like the meanest. Like when Bobby start when Bobby Flay got a, a star in Hollywood for uh, on the Walk of Fame, his ex wife who he cheated on put Bobby Flay as a cheater and flew it over, like 
in like Damn. like in like an airplane. You could see yeah. it. He was getting his car. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a woman who probably has reason to be angry if she's going to those uh going to those extents to uh, do that. But yeah, it's uh. So I know, but, but, anyway, but, go ahead. But, but the, the uh, Bill Burr thing. Can I get a Red Bull? Do you have a Red Bull? Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull energy drink. Red Bull Monster. Uh, uh, okay. Um. Thank you. Uh. So uh, there was um. Oh, so. He asked me, Bill Burr, he's like, how come you change your name to Adam Hunter? Because like, well, anyway, I, I worked at the Ronald McDonald house and there was a kid named Hunter who went through like 12 rounds of chemo and he couldn't, every, he cried every week, every week he was crying. And I figured out he was crying because his, his hearing was gone with like one ear. So I would scream at him and then he would laugh. Then we became like best friends to the point where he was like, when's Adam coming? Every week, when's Adam coming? Adam, Adam, Adam. Like, like, like this kid's life, like I made, and I would send the kids to MTV. I, I would use my contacts, take them to comedy clubs, like. I was like the head volunteer for three years. Anyway, so I was like, well, before he died, Hunter, I'm like, that's a great name. Maybe I'll be Adam Hunter. So I told Bill that story, right? He goes, why are you changing the Hunter? And I tell him a story. He goes, don't give me the fucking publicist version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill Burr. But one of the funny things is that like, that crazy part is that like, I remember being in LA and there was a comic, there was a thing called Beecher's Comedy Madhouse, which was like everybody in uh, like, Every hot chick in the fucking world would go to Vegas and go to this comedy show that was this guy Beecher would have like like little people and comics and fire eaters. It was just a wild time. And Bill Burr went on after this comic who who murdered. This comic was like high energy. And Bill was like, what do you guys want to talk about or something? And just got like booed off stage. And I remember the comic saying he saw Bill that night and he was at the uh, casino just like, pissed just beating himself up blah, blah blah well two weeks later was the philly incident when bill went off on that whole right thing which i'm sure because every comic you know when you bomb you're like what, what could i what could i have done differently what do i wish i could have done he probably replay that in his head like you know and then he was like when that happened in philly he was like all right motherfuckers i'm ready this time and then he just like I could right. watch that for the rest of the rest of my life. Watch that, so. Yeah, I think he spoke for every comedian who had ever been booed off stage or frustrated that night with uh, with people. I know I always love Norm McDonald talked about stand up comedy. He goes, "It's funny when uh, he goes, you're doing your best to make people laugh. You're trying your hardest. You're you've spent hours trying to come up with jokes like you really think about all night long. And then if they don't laugh, they hate you." He said, "It's not it's not even enough." That they just don't laugh, but they actually boo you and like want you to die because you're not making them laugh. He's like, you oh, know, no. it's a strange thing, man. Dude, no, I remember I asked Norm the story and he told me that it was true. He got on the, uh, did I tell you that story about him on uh, Johnny uh, or Ed McMahon on, on, on uh, Star Search? Uh uh. So he goes on, his agent convinced him to go on Star Search and he like somehow makes the finals, but he runs out of jokes. Uh, he has like no more jokes because like, you know, you got to be like, not just clean, but like really clean. And right. So he didn't know what to do. So he goes up there and he's like, maybe the semifinals, whatever. And he goes, I got a bowl of soup, right? And uh trying to make the soup. So I, I put in some some parsley and then I put in some sugar and then I put in some some olives and tomatoes. Then I put in some potato and it goes on for five minutes doing this with no punchline. <laughs> Right. Literally, yeah. no punchline. Uh, to the points where he he gets zero stars, uh, and then and then he's looking down, and uh, I guess Ed McMahon was like, "So, uh, another lemonade would be great." Actually, you know what? I'll get a uh, uh, 
Uh, Pina Colada. Pina Colada, no alcohol. No alcohol. Thank you. So he he gets uh, he gets zero stars. So he's looking down, and Epic Man's like, "So you're from Canada? Uh, what's the difference between Canada and and you know L.A.?" He looks down, and he just sees his shoes, and he goes, "Shoes." So the guy goes, "All right, Norm Macdonald, shoes." <laughs> Cut to that. <laughs> That's terrible. I fucking love him, Don Fry. How are you, man? Okay, how are you? Why do we always get the, the like the POV blowjob version of Don Fry when we talk to you? Like I always feel like, oh, there you go, better. All right, that's better. Did you? Did you oh, oh, even worse. <laughs> Don, did you uh, just kill somebody? There's blood on your shirt. Is there? Ah, uh, there's always, always something bleeding around me. Uh, so we're, yeah, yeah, we're talking. I love that he didn't say on me, he said around me. Like, there's not, it's like usually if somebody's got blood on their shirt, it's something from them. There's it's something from someone else on Don. Yeah. Speaking of blood, so I was talking to these, these girls last night after the show, and one of them was like, like a, a bigger girl. They were super, they're all from Louisiana. And the other one's like, I got the nicest butt I've ever seen. Like, uh, well, one of them, she's at the gym, like doing squats, which of course, and like tight things, like showing off to everybody. Uh, and then another girl. So I I was talking to them. They're nice. And I'm like, so do you have a, a boyfriend? She's like, well, I got an ex-husband. She's like, I'm like, well, what happened? She's like, oh, he cheated on me with a stripper. You know, so, but I, but I still fuck him. And I was like, well, why do you still fuck him? She's like, he's the only one that'll bang me when I'm on my period. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like, leave, man. Dude, then you know, you know how to, you know how to round them up, boy. I tell you, <laughs> no one here, no one here. You're up, you're bragging about this on on satellite, dude. Then she goes, uh, she goes, you want to see a tattoo? I got a tattoo of a cock on my back, right? So I, I go, sure, let me see. She turns around, it's a rooster uh, on her back. Yeah, and I'm like, did you get that just for you to tell the joke? I have a cock on my back. She's like, no, it was uh, it was from my 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 brother. He died, and he loved roosters. <laughs> this girl sounds very stable. I was just thinking that whole thing with uh, having sex on your period. Maybe that explains the blood on uh, Don's uh, shirt now. Is it? Uh, I think we maybe inadvertently found out where that came from. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, bro, I borrowed a shirt from Adam. <laughs> <laughs> See, my wife complains that like I don't put like a towel down and bang her, but like she never wants to bang her on her period or off her period either. Uh, but 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 like what's the I you know when you're married I'm like we'll just bang tomorrow. I, I don't understand like the rut you know. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I never got the period thing. Always creeped me out a little bit, man. Like I, I don't know. I don't maybe. Maybe I'm the only one that the sight of blood um, isn't exactly an aphrodisiac, but it, unless it's coming from their face. But uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I don't. I never got that. I don't know. Yeah, I'll wait till next week. I'm fine with that. That's that's a little. There was a um, there was a funny meme. This guy goes, uh, "Hey, I, uh, I want a bang," and the girl goes, "I'm on my period." And he goes, "I'm a vampire. I want to bang." <laughs> Oh, disturbing. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, last night I did a show, and uh, this lady's by herself, like an older lady. And I was like, Oh, uh, have you been, are you divorced? And she's like, Yeah. I'm like, What happened? She's like, I'm a widow. I'm like, Oh, okay. Sorry to, you know. Wait, which one was it? She goes, three, she, goes she says she's a widow. She goes, uh, Three times. I was like, Oh, are you a serial killer? <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. She was crying, laughing. Uh, that's the best to take somebody 
Like, well, she yeah. was crying at least. We're not sure if it was from <laughs> laughing when you're bringing up her three dead husbands, but I bet she was crying at least. Uh, she got a free, she got a, her, uh, her voids are paid for, you know? Sure. <laughs> well, did you hear Look about that? Next victim. Did you hear about that chess player, Sean? Uh uh-uh. So I guess that it's a big scandal in like the whole chess community. Uh, where this guy like beat like the best. Chess There's player. a chess community. I didn't, I, I didn't even know such a thing existed. So this guy beat like the best chess player in the world, but they said like he couldn't have, like it was like how did he do that? Well, now they're saying he had uh he had he had anal beads up his ass that vibrate, and somebody right. like and somebody was watching it on the phone at the game and was like making him vibrate when he was making the wrong move or the right move. And that's right. what he won. So he hit his next. So he has to get checked. He had to get body scanned for the anal beads. Uh, the next game. So how good <laughs> was the guy doing that at chess? Like why? Did, why was the, why was the guy with the controlled anal beads? Why didn't he just play the game? Like he's, uh, I, guess, I guess he was like on the computer. Like and it was like a, a computer was telling him what to do. Oh, was telling. Okay, I thought he was just like really good at chess, and it was just just an excuse to have anal beads up your ass. Like uh, yeah, we'll put these up, and you tell me to make the right move or not. Like, so did you ever have? Did you ever have anal beads up your ass? Don or me? Uh, Either of you. No. (laughs) Nowhere near. I don't even think you've ever touched some more channel. I don't know what he's saying, but it's on video. I'm waiting to learn to play chess first, and then I'll start going down that route. Good lord. Did you guys watch the UFC last week with Mark Zuckerberg? No. God, no. But, dude, I'll tell you what. Did he get beat up? No, no, he didn't get beat up. He uh, he rented out the whole Apex for him and his wife. His wife looked like she never watched a fight before in her life. She was like beyond scared, and it was just Mark Zuckerberg in the crowd. So, and people were mad because I guess Dana said it wasn't true, and then it was true. But then the UFC tweeted out like, "So Mark Zuckerberg, there's like a picture of him going like, yeah," and then someone writes on the UFC social media, "Zuck is all of us," right? To which Every comment was like, he's none of us. You know, I can't rent out the Apex. This is like, just, they, it was, it did not go, whoever, that was not the best tweet, whoever's doing the social media. But I don't even know how to feel about this. I mean, what's, what was the, what was, why couldn't he let in other people? Dude, I don't know, but freak. if I, if I see one more. Of nature. You know, he doesn't like people. He doesn't, you know, he's socially incompetent. He doesn't want to be around anybody. And uh, that pretty much shows, you know, how what the UFC thinks of its fans right now. So something needs to change. Sean, if I'm, I'm just saying, if I see one more UFC fighter kissing his ass on Twitter, dude, I'm not. I'm gonna get offline altogether. Like all these, you see all these fighters. Oh, Zuck, glad to see you. Hope hope to meet you at the next fight. Like he's not gonna give you any money. Like. <laughs> Like, give it up. You're not getting any money. But all these people, I mean, high-level fighters say, oh, man, I heard you know how to crack, too, in there. I saw your training video. You're awesome. Like, he's not – what is he going to send you a billion dollars? Like, what do you think you're getting out of that? People that kiss people's asses like that, man, that have money drive me nuts. Like, if Mark Zuckerberg was giving people money, he wouldn't have $100 billion, like, if he was just giving money away. Like, people like that are the greediest people on the planet, you know? Like, uh, but, but man, seeing I lose all respect for all those guys talking about, oh, man, Zuck. Hope to see you at the next event. And I'm like, dude, that's uh, God, get off his nuts. You know? I just don't understand why he couldn't have other people around him. 
I, I, I don't know what the what the deal was. Like, I or if you're gonna rent it out, just to prove, just to prove the difference between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. You know? Yep. God complex, man. To show that he can do it. Even if you rent it out, at least have him bring fifty friends. You know, like, and at least have fifty friends. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have any friends. Oh, right. I mean, if I rent yeah. it out. I, I, I would, I'd bring a bunch of people. It would be a big party. Like you wouldn't know who was who. You know, it wouldn't. Like it would look a lot cooler if it was Zuckerberg and like and other people. Then it was just Zuckerberg. You know, none of none of us have fifty friends, man. Sure. <laughs> uh, so on the undercard of Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva, they announced that Uriah Hall is taking on Le'Veon Bell, the guy who just uh, knocked out. The other football player. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll that'll probably be a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he's training boxing, but Uriah Hall's training his whole life. This should yeah. not be close. Um, what do you think is going to happen, Sean? God, dude, if it's a Jake Paul show, he'll like Uriah Hall will probably get knocked out in the first round. But um, if he does not, if he doesn't knock that dude out inside of ninety seconds, then something's set up. A guy who's never boxed, has no experience, or has one fight against another football player. Like a lot of the NFL guys are really good athletes, but there's a whole, there's a big difference, man, between a, being a good athlete and being able to box. You know what I mean? Like that's like you may have the tools to do it, but if you've never done it, it. Uh, I've been a way better athlete than certain guys I've boxed with that were pro boxers, and they beat the shit out of me. You know, so. Uh, Don. Thoughts on this? I don't know who they are, and um, <laughs> you know Uriah Hall. <laughs> no, I don't. He, he's a black guy, one of the second oh, Ultimate Fighter. He had some great fights. He was killing everyone in the beginning, doing crazy kicks, and then his last couple fights, he's just been not pulling the trigger. But I don't understand this whole like I'm retiring, I don't have it anymore. Two months later, I'm doing bare knuckle boxing. It just it's, it's called not- money, money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think people uh people severely overestimate when you have a job and you're making money and then you stop making money, how fast it goes. Like a lot of people yeah. are like, oh wait, I don't have money coming in every month now. Like I have to do right. something. That's what yeah, you know. Man. Like it's uh, I think that's what happened to Tyron Woodley. Like he keeps saying, you know, like he'll make a million dollars fighting Jake Paul, but that by the time you pay taxes, pay all your bills, do this and that, like oh wait, I have a hundred thousand dollars left in my name and no plan for the next forty years. You know, and like, he's got six kids, seven kids, an ex-wife. Yeah. Uh, I know my yeah, I mean, all the people, all the people hanging on their hand out, you know. Yeah. I know my, my wife told me, you know, it doesn't, it really turns me off how cheap you are. I'm like, wait till you see how dry you get when we're broke. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's worse. That's a worse feeling. Um, so, uh, also, you, 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 you watched any of the fights last week or no? I didn't. Okay. And then there's no way. So, all right. And then, oh, uh, I was watching. I was watching 100 Days or 100 Rated Rodeo. So ben, know, Roth, been... ben Rothwell did bare knuckle boxing. He came in at 300 pounds and murdered some dude. Uh, he won in 18 seconds. He threw like 20 punches. I think he might finally. Uh, finally found his calling. I mean, he's a great fighter, obviously, but I even congratulate him. I'm like, dude, congratulate. He goes, I he goes, I didn't want you to roast me, but he he came out and just. Holy shit, Ben Rothwell looked good. But I mean, we'll see how good he looks in his next couple of fights, right? But in this who fight, was he? Who did he fight? You know, was it even another fighter, or was it? An NFL I don't know guy? who this guy was. Uh, it, but it was 
it was crazy. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Some of these guys you're saying are fighting. I didn't know Uriah Hall got left the UFC. I didn't know Ben Rothwell left the UFC. I didn't know. Are they cutting a bunch of guys I'm not hearing about or something? So, uh, speaking of bare knuckle boxing, so there was they tried to get Melvin Gillard to fight again next week, who's on like I think an 11 fight losing streak. Uh, Colorado said no, um, which is like everything's legal in Colorado except for Melvin Gillard. They're like, no, you can't do it. Um, but Melvin, no. Melvin Gillard. Okay. But I, but on that card though, it's Mike Richmond, who great guy. He was a Marine. He works at a strip club, in Minnesota. Uh, he's just been killing it. He's taking on Isaac Doolittle, Brendan Gertz. Is he, is he the main? Is he the main event in the strip club? Or yeah, he's the main event at the strip club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brendan Gertz. Brendan Gertz for Jake Lindsay. Uh, Josh Huggy Bear Copeland. You know him, Sean? Okay. Uh, Are Sean... you guys are you there? Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know the name, but I can't picture who he is. And then uh, Chris Camozzi is fighting Bubba McDaniel. So, which I thought I wanted to tell you about, Sean. Yeah, I Bubba that. McDaniel. Bubba McDaniel. Check it out, Chris Camozzi, bare knuckle boxing. Wahoo. Wahoo McDaniel. Wahoo McDaniel. Yes. Uh, that that should be a good fight. Camozzi, by the way, has one of the hottest women ever. Huge tits, eight pack, great ass. Um, and then Bubba's a uh, Bubba's a good guy. Uh, he's obviously been through some, has had a hard life. It's, you know, his child passed away. It's just, um, yeah. they, that's a, that's a good one for you. His son got murdered, uh, by his two-year-old boy got murdered by a dude who's still not in jail. Like, isn't locked up or whatever. It's been a couple of years. He's, uh, they just keep delaying the trial and all that. So yeah, he's got a guy who literally they charged him with murder, but he's got money to be on bail. So he's just running around and whatever. Like, and, uh. They, it took them over a year to even charge the guy. Like it's how that's how our, our justice system works, man. It's crazy, dude. The guy who and they, they have came Velasquez locked up. And they won't let him out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, the guy who drove into my house, they told me they can't catch him. Literally, he left his car <laughs> in the house. Right. Uh, they, they, <laughs> that guy sounds really fast, dude. I, I really go, able to run, dude. I, I like. Will you pick him up in a, 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 a lineup? I go to the lineup. It's six guys who look very alike. I'm like, I, I don't know who. I, I saw the guy for two seconds. Uh, I, I don't Like, the guy left his car. Did you just house. say all black guys look alike? Is that what you no, were No, I did not say that. I go, these six. All right, you know what? <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. That's what I, I heard. I did not say that at all. Yeah, there's a slight insinuation. Well, he didn't say it. He just slightly insinuated. I said, these guys in this lineup looked alike. And um, I couldn't distinguish. Because uh, I saw the guy for three seconds. All right. So uh, I don't know if you watched Bellator last week. Spike Carlisle, who's like a ginger Uriah Faber with like freckles, who's a maniac. He fought AJ McKee and had the right game plan because AJ McKee was like 10 times better skilled. So Spike went out and threw 5,000 punches, flying knee, went ballistic, and unfortunately got the loss for him. But uh, it was a good fight. I mean, the dude never been submitted. How come some guys, Sean, and Don just can't get submitted. What's that? How come you just can't submit certain guys? Uh, some guys just don't give a fuck, you know, about their body. And, you know, uh, they know they'll heal eventually. And, uh, you know, if you don't get submitted or you tapped out and the penalty is the same, you know, as you can't fight for six weeks. You know why? 
why give them the satisfaction of tapping out, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, they've got to change that rule. You know, a tap out. They've got to reduce the, you know, oh, he tapped out. Okay, so, well, he can't fight just like the same length of time as he got knocked out or did get, you know, or got his arm broke. No, you've got to, you got to reduce it uh, to give them the opportunity to fight sooner. So here's Ben Rothwell in his debut last week in bare knuckle boxing. Yep, that was it. That guy looked like a pretty elite opponent he was fighting. Just from what I could see. <laughs> looked like he was top of the food chain. What's up, people? Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events, bet. Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, uh, Brett, on my news feed for some reason, Brendan Schaub said that Tim Sylvia could have beat Nganu back at his prime. Oh, God. Do you uh, that's the best joke. That's the best joke I've ever heard from Brenda Shell. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest fucking line. What, what do you think, Sean? Uh, God, I like Tim. Like, I know him and all that. He's not beating Ngannou, man. Like, it's not like – I mean, anything could happen, but it's not uh, – Ngannou's punching power is the most ungodly thing I've ever seen. I thought it was like a setup or fake for a while. Till he beat Cain Velasquez. When he when he hit Cain Velasquez with a six inch punch and dropped him, I thought, dude, like this, this dude sold his soul to the devil or something, man, to be able to hit that hard. Like that is uh I know a lot of it has to do with your anatomy, like being a puncher or not being a puncher, but he um that's why I say like he's probably he's got he's he probably isn't beating uh Tyson Fury, but uh the Deontay Wilder, I would give him a chance of beating Deontay Wilder because they both just swing wild. And if a guy who hits you, he's gonna knock you out the same way. Wilder is, you know, or whatever. Like it's a uh, boxing loves it, make loves it, doesn't matter. Um, you know, they're doing over in Russia now. Um, what's his name? Alex Nicholson just fought some Russian champion. They're doing boxing with MMA gloves now. That makes that's a weird sport, man. How did Alex uh, do? Uh, he got knocked out in like 20 seconds because he oh. fought some guy who's 30 and one or something like that. I mean, the guy's obviously an amazing professional boxer, but they're putting MMA gloves on him now. Uh, and you could tell it was all Alice could do to keep from trying to take him down or kick. Like it was really hard on him not doing that when you're fighting with MMA gloves. But uh, yeah, no, that dude could box and he was boxing. But uh, I think that's going to be the thing of the future, man. I think they're going to start having just stand up only fights with MMA gloves, you know? So uh, Aaron Pico last week, he fought Jeremy Kennedy. I like Jeremy a lot. Great, great kid. He separated his shoulder in the first round. Um, he was winning the fight kind of, but he got taken down reverse. It was a competitive first round. Uh, and then his corner tried to pop it back in during the fight uh, in between the rounds. And then they stopped it. Sean Don, what do you think of this cornering by uh, Mike Winklejohn? Oh, you just saw Brandon Gibson try to pop that thing in. Oh, uh, God. One of his trainers at Jackson Week 
six-gun Brandon Gibson trying to keep his fighter in the fight. This is incredible, John. Look at it. I mean, is that? Back in. Oh, 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 well, it sounds amazing. <laughs> Did you guys see it? I saw, I saw a slow motion choppy version at first. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I dislocated my shoulder in the first 15 seconds of the fight one time. And, uh, Why can't I? Ah, oh, fuck. All right, hold on. Where is this? Uh, man, I'm no, I'm, no, I'm 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 not gonna share the screen anymore. This is fucking bullshit. Share screen. Oh, desktop. Here we go. Uh, uh, stop share. Fuck. What? I don't know how to get this off. I saw your screen for a second. Uh, Zoom. Quick time. Where's quick at? Uh. Oh, come on. It's like on like, hold on. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pause this right here. All right. Sean, thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I dislocated my shoulder in a fight one time in the first 15 or 20 seconds. I actually found the DVD of it yesterday, but uh, I fought for full three full rounds with it out. I don't know how crazy I would have been about a guy who's a corner man, not a doctor, trying to pop it back in. That would like that would have been because it hurts way more going in than it does coming out. I can tell you that. But after the fight, a chiropractor happened to be there, and he popped it back in for me, and I decided to go to the ER afterward. And then my ex-wife complained all night that I ruined her New Year's Eve because it was New Year's Eve that night that I fought, and I ruined the party and everything because I had to go to the hospital. But uh, I fought with it out the whole fight, beat the dude, ended up beating the guy by decision. But it, uh, that Aaron Pico can't catch a break, man. It seems like when you watch him fight, he is the, I mean, unbelievable stand-up, unbelievable wrestler, great skill. It's just like stuff just keeps happening, man, like, Guys throwing wild punches or him dislocating the shoulder. It's like he's like what ten and four now or something. Like he should be. Yeah. I mean, he. I don't know. I wish they'd have brought him all along a little bit slower, man. Like it's. Uh, I know it's tough to put a guy in who's a killer like that with people, but his first or second fight was against a guy who's a thirty fight veteran or something crazy like that. You know, like it's. Uh, yeah, he can't catch a break, man. He's Don, he can fight though. Don, you fight. ever have a shoulder separated like that? No, but when I wrestled for Arizona State University. Uh, I think we wrestled New Mexico State, and they had a guy, it popped out, his shoulder cap popped out about four or five times, you know, and then they pop it back in, and, and uh, it just, once it comes out, you know, it it, 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 come, it becomes routine, you know, it, it, and uh, it, it's hard to keep it in. <laughs> Man. Mine's still not right to this day. That was 2005. When mine happened, and my yeah. shoulder's still not right to this day, man. They, uh, they actually, I went to an idiot doctor because Indiana doctors are the worst. He immobilized my arm and strapped it to my body like this. So I walked around for eight weeks with my arm immobilized. And then when they took the thing off, my arm was just like this, like the muscles had healed, rolled forward, you know, or whatever. And so it was like, 
I went to the Colts doctor then, like the Indianapolis Colts doctor, and he was like, what doctor did you go to that immobilized us for six weeks? And I like told him, he goes, that is the worst thing you can do for a like a dislocated shoulder. He said he should have immediately had you working on range of motion, you know, keep the muscles loose because they want to tighten up. But yeah, to this day, my shoulder still rolls forward on that side. It's really like really weird, but there's no, uh, no fix in it. Yeah. So did, um, that's, that sucks. Like, I mean, the fact that you fought and won three, three, three rounds without a shoulder is pretty incredible. Sean. Yeah. I mean, it was literally just hanging there. I couldn't use, I was just using my left hand, but the guy sucked so bad that I was fighting that, uh, <laughs> Like, he really did. He sucked. Like, he wasn't a good fighter. But uh, I was able to beat him. But then he still, to this day, tells people that he beat me and it was rigged, you know, and all this different stuff or whatever that, uh, you know, I just got tired. The best was after the fight, everybody kept telling me, man, I thought you'd be in better shape. I'm like, no, I like, I dislocated my shoulder, you know, like, man, you look tired, just look tired to me. And I'm like, my, sh I have, like, I have an MRI that shows my shoulder was dislocated. Like, I'm not making it up. But even my dad didn't believe me. He's like, man, you got to get in better shape if you're going to be fighting. And I was like, Dad, I passed out three or four separate times in the fight while on top of the guy. I'm sitting there, and because of the pain, I passed out. Like, my head just drops on top of him, and he hits me, and it wakes me up, and I try to start punching him again. But I just was that out of shape, everybody thought, like, that that my cardio was that bad that I was completely gassed in 40 seconds. Yeah. Did you ever see – did you see Dana all, all ripped? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, – oh, you know what up about Dana being all ripped is everybody's like, oh, that's all steroids and HGH. Like, even so – you still got to work out and diet. If there was a magic pill, trust me, I'd be taking it. You know, I know. Like, uh, everybody just thinks you take steroids, you get ripped. It's just, yeah. I mean, and, and if he's on TRT, who cares? I don't think it's right. HGH. I don't think HGH would get him that ripped. I think it's it's just TRT, probably a lot of it. Uh, yeah. John, did you see uh, Dana all ripped? No, but that's great, man. Congratulations to Dana. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you know, it he is. He did. He it lost. 30, he, he, I guess he lost thirty pounds. Uh, and he's been going, going every every day because the doctor told him he had ten and a half years to live. So he good for him, it. man. I hope he enjoys it. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you know he has the ability. I mean, he he's uh, I don't know. You want to say he worked hard enough? You know, um, but he's got his you know gotten through life hard. You know, through the ups and downs, and uh, gotten position where he can pay for it. You know, who, who, who do you think would have won in that boxing match? When you remember he's supposed to box Tito, who do you think would have won? Him yeah. I don't know. I've never seen Dana fight, so I have no idea. You know, I know I know that um, anybody who boxes Tito and misses him um, should put gloves on again. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I thought Tito would have killed him until I saw Tito box Anderson Silva, and I was like, dude, I would beat Tito in a boxing match right now with an injured back, having not trained for seven years. Like I would like, like that was the worst boxing I've ever seen in my life, let alone from a professional. And no, it still amazes me that they, that Ben Askren went 19 and 0 with like, looked like he never boxed before in his life. No. I mean, it, it just goes, if anyone ever argues that wrestling isn't the most dominant, you know, martial art, just look at Ben Askren because I don't think there's a guy that could have went 19 and 0 with like no, with with with, with just an, like another skill, like like a Muay Thai guy would have been taken down, a boxer would have been taken down, a Jiu Jitsu guy, right. you know, but Ben was able to beat nineteen guys, and not they weren't bumps. I mean, Jay Haran, uh, there was a, a couple guys on that list that were really good. Uh, so, you know, well, I, see, that's what people don't understand. People who've never competed in their life. You know, don't understand the difference between competition and 
practicing or kata, you know. Um, you've got to get in there and you've got to, the whole factor of competition is uh, that, that changes your whole outlook on everything. You know, you got to get in there. You got to get punched in the nose. You know, you got to get slammed on your head. And, that, and then that'll tell you whether you're uh, really cut out for it or not. So UFC 281 is going to be at Madison Square Garden, and it's looking pretty good. Um, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. I don't know if you know this, John. So Pereira beat Israel twice in kickboxing, knocked him out twice. But he's only like, what, five and one in MMA? Uh, but he just, he murdered that last guy, <laughs> fucking crazy guy, uh, Sean Strickland. Um, cause Strickland had the dumbest game plan ever of putting your yeah. chin out and, and kickboxing against a guy who's a glory champion. But Israel is the more well-rounded fighter. He's been competing in MMA more often. He's obviously an amazing striker, but does this guy have his number? Because he's beat him twice before and... Obviously, Israel's got a more better wrestling and jiu-jitsu, but he doesn't have great wrestling or jiu-jitsu. But he has better than him because he's been competing in MMA longer. Who do you think wins this fight, Sean? Uh, I think this guy, I think he's going to beat uh, Adesanya because I don't think Adesanya, if he's doing any wrestling, it's mostly probably defensive wrestling or how to stop from being taken down. I doubt he's working shooting takedowns. Uh, but if the guy beat him twice, uh, stand up, the guy definitely hits a lot harder than him because I've watched some of his other fights and, that dude drops everybody he connects with, man, in kickboxing. So, um, yeah, I would if I had to bet, which would make me wrong. But uh, yeah, I'd say Adesanya loses this one. It's uh, what'll be interesting is who they match him up with. If Adesanya loses, who they match the uh, the new uh, guy? I can't remember his name, but who they match him up with next? Because almost anyone else who has wrestling is going to beat him. So it's a weird, uh, weird uh, dynamic that's going to happen. So yeah, like if what's his name goes up, Chamaya goes up to to eighty five. Then, then what happens? That's right. Like, yeah, he'll Jemaya will beat either of them with his wrestling. So it's like, yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. Don, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go the opposite. You know, um, I was thinking that to begin with, but when uh, Sean made his decision, it really uh, cemented <laughs> the fact that uh, I gotta go, gotta go get with Israel. Right. You know what's crazy is that Sean is like six foot seven. How what are you? Six eight. Uh, about six seven. Yeah. Six seven, three hundred pounds. But compared to you, Don, he's like a kid. He like whenever he talks to you, Sean becomes how I talk to him. Like like <laughs> like like Don is the manliest man. So also on this card, Carla Esparza is taking on Zhang Welly. Man, I I want Carla to win. Carla's my girl. Zhang looked like a fucking monster her last fight when she beat uh, Joanna Janjunchek. It's almost like when she lost that fight to Rose, they took her and uh, the Chinese were like, no, it's not going to happen. They put something in her, some kind of uh, batteries or something. <laughs> but this is a different, this is a, this girl's a monster. Um, Sean, who wins this fight? I think Zhang, man. I was shocked when I was glad when Rose beat her, but I was shocked when she did. If you watch both of them fight, there's no way you would pick Rose. Like, like if you watch their other fights to win, because that uh, that Zang girl looks like she's on another level, man. Like she she looks like it looks like a dude fight. It really does look like a man fight, man. Like when she the way she moves, just uh, yeah, she can she can fight, and I'm sure she's probably forced to work out 14 to 16 hours a day. I would guess coming from China, I'm sure they uh, you know they've taken they've taken uh, 
they take that serious. You know what I mean? Like anytime they can shine on a world stage. So I'm pretty sure she has all the tools she needs. Plus the threat that her entire family will be enslaved if she loses probably, probably helps, uh, helps yeah. push her. We, we don't it's know. Like, uh, by the way, uh, M.A. Rosa does not know if any of that's true about her family being enslaved if she loses. Uh, as well as, I did not say black people look alike. Um, so, uh, uh, Don, who, who wins this fight? Well, I like you. I like Carla. You know, but um, I got I got to go with Sean on this one because um, that gal's just yeah, she is she's a machine, and it's kind of like the the uh, Ivan Drago Rocky Balboa fight, you know, in Rocky Four, and uh, she got all the machines, all the technology technological equipment, you know, to to make her bigger, faster, stronger, you know, and uh, like you said, the Chinese. Do not like failure at all. And uh, you got no sense of humor about it. And uh, anytime they can dominate, especially over, you know, the U.S. of A, like, like they are now and everything, um, they're going to go for it. You know, they're going to. So, uh, so when Dolph Lundgren, that's how you show him when he was hosting the MA Awards, right? I was, yeah. I, I was the writer. And I wrote a bunch of, and like he came in with his, his, like, his, his own jokes. Which were nothing to do with MMA. The body's like auditions and stuff. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah. so I had to kind of redirect this, you know, and um a lot of like I must break you kind of jokes. And also like it doesn't matter how bad this, you know, this show goes, my ex left me for flavor flav, you know, just Bridget Nielsen. Right. So my wife flew in and she was like Violet, first time flying, threw up all over my wife, like on the airplane. So she's calling and she's like, You gotta pick up the baby. And right when like the show's about to start, so I'm like, All right. So I head to the airport to get, cause like they came in, whatever. So then I get a text saying, like, Dolph Lundgren needs you. He's nervous. <laughs> like, like, you have to help him with the jokes. I'm like, I never thought when I was younger watching Rocky Four that that guy would be texting me saying, like, right. Yeah, he was the nicest dude. <laughs> Nicest guy. Uh, Wait a second. Wait a second. When when was this? When did they have well, Dolph like, Lundgren? This is like two years ago. They have they had a fucking actor who pretended to be a fighter um, host MMA awards when they've got you know five hundred retired fighters from around the world who could do it. Didn't he also though uh, have a kickboxing fight against Oleg Takarov? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you want to, I'll tell you what. You want your childhood destroyed. Uh, watch him box Oleg. Like, how can a guy in Rocky Four look like? Even when he boxed in Rocky Four, he looked like a guy that could fight. Like he moved like a boxer, fought like a boxer, and then you watch him fight Oleg, and he looks like Mark Zuckerberg doing his MMA. Is what Come he looks like. Like the most. He was a, he was a yeah. black belt. He was a black belt. When he in fought what? Oleg, when he fought Oleg Tokarov, he looked like a girl trying to box for the first time. It was it was like horrible boxing. He has he got his black belt along with his tuxedo. Him and Steven Seagal got their black belt the same place. Yeah, Fox Steven Seagal, that guy. I mean, you hear so many things about fighters like doing stunts on Steven Seagal movies. They're like, he's gonna try to fight you, and like if he does, I'm gonna kill him. Josh Barnett tells a story about that. Like, Josh Barnett is probably. A guy that like nicest guy in the world outside nicest the ring. Guy, yes. But I, I mean, the most scared of that guy, and, and like that guy, he, he's like Dexter, where his eyes just like blaze over. Um, like <laughs> if, he, if he wasn't fighting you, he'd, he'd be murdered. He'd, he'd be a serial killer. Like he's he's a fucking genius, but that dude scares me. He doesn't scare you, not a little bit. 
he ain't all there. That's for sure. You know. <laughs> He he told me back in the day when he wanted to fight people, he would just go on MySpace. Like, hey, you're a big guy. You live near me. You want to fight? And and they would go to the YMCA and fight like in like the locker room. And kids would be having swimming lessons and seeing two fucking heavyweights beat the shit out of each other in the in like the weight room. Uh, it was it was insane. Josh Brown said, "Oh, all right." So also, um, Michael Chandler's fighting Dustin Poirier on this card. That's gonna be a great fight. Uh. Somebody had a stat saying that Chandler's opponents are like two and nine since he fought them, but that's Tony Ferguson and Dustin Hooker. I don't. I, uh, that's kind of a, a weird stat, but I don't know who wins this one. I, I, I Chandler, I say, man, I think Ch- Chandler's really good, man. He's got balls too. That dude fight when he comes to fight, he comes to fight. Not that uh, Poirier doesn't, but I think Chandler hits harder and is a better wrestler. So. This is like a throwback fight, like back when like Don was uh growing up. This is the kind of fight where like you know these guys are fighter fighters. Don, who do you like, Chandler or Poirier? I like them both. This is gonna be a tough fight, you know. I mean, it'll be probably the best fight on the card, actually. Yeah, so, like you said, it is a throwback fight of when guys fought instead of you know trying to get out there and dance around and look pretty for a movie role or a, or a, or a sponsor. You know, these guys, these guys go out there uh, to see who can bleed the most. Dominic Reyes taking on Ryan Spann. Dominic Reyes is a guy that he looks so good against John Jones. I thought he beat John Jones. And then since then, hasn't he's won. He's just taking a shit. Yeah. I mean, he's had great fights, but, and Ryan Spann's a guy, I don't understand this guy at all. He he started fighting at 22 because his brother was a boxer and he went to him with the boxing lessons with him to like the gym. And so I, I can do this. And now he's one of the best. Like, how do you have no background in martial arts? You just hang out with your brother and then become this good. Sean, talk to me. How did that happen? I don't know. Same thing happened to me. I didn't take my first jujitsu class till I was 29. I had never wrestled, never done anything. Like, all of a sudden, I just thought, like, I took a jujitsu class and found out I was really good at uh, fighting, like, on accident. I was like, oh, I could probably beat most people up. That's weird. Of course, I was bigger and stronger than everybody, but um, I uh, yeah, had no idea. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's kind of like the Happy Gilmore thing. Like, sometimes... People are just born with certain abilities, able to do certain things, man. And uh, right, it's genetic, uh, genetics. strange. It's, it's genetics, and you're not even aware that you have them until, um, you know, the, the situation arises. And then uh, Frankie Edgar is on this card, too. This is his last fight against Chris Gutierrez. I hope Frankie wins this fight. But, man, uh Wow. Uh, I haven't heard of Gutierrez, but I assume he's 37 and 0, and they're trying to get Frankie <laughs> killed in his last fight, right? Because that's what the UFC likes to do is take the legendary guys, and if they're leaving or retiring, like, hey, let's see if we can't permanently bra- get them brain damaged before they uh, before they move on. So Did, has he it, said it's his last fight, or people are just assuming? No, he says it's the last fight. Uh, so he, yeah, he uh, is the Gutierrez guy really good? He's really good, but it's a good fight for Frankie. He's not undefeated or anything. It's okay. It should be a good fight. Uh, Jake Paul. So there's a video of Draymond Green, who is a basketball player. He knocked out Jordan Poole in a practice game. Basically threw one punch. Poole pushed him. He punched him. Jake Paul offered him $10 million to box on his promotion. Uh, should he do it? 
there's no way that there's no way the Warriors let him out of his contract to go box somebody. I don't I don't think that they uh, them guys can't even ride motorcycles because their contracts in the NBA like they have all kind of stipulations to keep her from getting hurt. But uh, no, that would be awesome. I would love to see Draymond Green get knocked out because he really he genuinely believes he's a tough guy. Like he he's not he's not, he believes it. Like he he's not just talking a good game. Like he actually thinks he's like one of the toughest people in the world. So. So uh, Justin Gaethje is accusing Conor McGregor of taking steroids. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> if you, why else would you remove yourself from the Usada pool for a year? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, not be tested for a year, guys. Don't worry about it. Like, And then all of a sudden you swell up 30 pounds heavier all muscle. Dude, he's, he, he posted a video of him getting a blowjob on his yacht. Um, I think from his wife or his, his, his baby mama. Like that cracks me up when people act like they're a they're a cool or a player because they had sex with their wife. Like, oh <laughs> look at this, my wife blowing me. Like, oh god, man, you got you must have a lot of game. Like, what is going on? Ah, uh, it's, it's it's crazy. My favorite one is when guys are smoking weed and they film themselves taking a hit off a joint and blowing in the camera like they're a rebel. Like, isn't that legal in almost every state now? Like, everybody's like a tough guy now because they are blowing like they fighters keep doing it they like are smoking weed and like looking at the camera like that's right i smoke weed like they're they're cool or something like get the hell out of here um so kevin holland retired but then he said i'm only gonna come back if there's a really good fight and now he's right. now he's fighting stephen thompson so <laughs> right, that's that's the fight he was waiting on that brought him out of retirement <laughs> uh and then aspen lad who missed weight three times has been um, hired by the PFL, so they they said her versus Kayla Harris is going to be a super fight. I, I don't know if that's a super fight. Um, I think that's a a good fight, but super heavyweight fight. <laughs> She's <laughs> missing weight. I mean, how how is that a super fight? Like, I mean, no no one knows who Aspen Ladd is, and I like Aspen Ladd, but she's not a. I mean, Cyborg versus Kayla Harrison would be more of a super fight than this. I mean, there really is no super fights in WMMA right now. I mean, maybe uh, like if, I guess if Ronda Rousey came back and fought Gina Carano, but even that, like, I mean, do you consider that a super fight? No. Yeah, yeah. No. It, it's good for Mark. It's a marquee fight, but yeah. it's not a fight. You yeah. know. Uh, I love that guys think that a super fight is just that they change weight classes. <laughs> Like, I think a guy fights at 145. Like, I want to move up for a super fight. He gets a 155. Or, like, oh, okay, you change weight classes, so it's automatically a super fight. Like, Yeah, it's so stupid. Next week, uh, UFC, it's Vivian Araujo versus Alexa Grasso in the main event. You excited about this, Sean? If I knew who either of them would was, I probably would be extremely excited. But I don't think I've seen either of them fight. Uh, Grasso's a great fighter from Mexico. So there's a lot of a lot of punches. Uh, she's a good boxer. Um also on the card, Cub Swanson taking on Jonathan Martinez. Uh, I love Cub. He's a good dude. Um, hopefully he wins this fight. Uh, and then Jordan Wright, who's the the um, Beverly Hills Ninja. He's um, he's fighting this against Dusko Kadorov. Uh, Mike Jackson's on this card. He's the guy that beat CM Punk. And then the UFC uh, got mad at him because he. He wanted to teach him a lesson by not finishing him. Um, and then he tested. Then he somehow won his last fight because he got kicked in the balls like three times. And then he goes, my balls hurt. Um, so he's he's still in the UFC somehow, Mike Jackson. 
Uh, Are you sure that's the same guy? Because I'm pretty sure that, that Dana White hates that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's it's the same guy. He's on the card. Yeah, Lee. Who are they trying to get a win for? Because that guy can't fight to save his life. He, yeah, he was the guy who lost a fight to Mickey Gall in 13 seconds. Then he went back and worked press row. Uh, he's fighting. Yeah, Pete, he's fighting Pete Rodriguez. I don't, I don't know who that is, but uh, uh, my, I, I think because I think, I think Sean Shelby told me they he's can't. A bus boy in Guadalajara, grill. He said that they can't cut you after a win, according to the contract. So, because he keeps winning, like he beat CM Punk, they couldn't technically cut him, I think. And, uh. Uh, and then his last fight, he got kicked in the balls, and the guy got suspended or got eliminated, whatever, disqualified. So, he's still in the UFC now. That's unbelievable. I know Dana hates him. <laughs> Could you imagine if he just keeps winning and, like, somehow. That would be awesome. Yeah. If he just kept finding different ways to win, disqualification, or like the other guy doesn't come in on weight, so he doesn't take the fight and just gets his show bunny. Like, just stays in the UFC for a career. That would be awesome. Uh, and then the next week, this is 20 seconds, a good fight. It's Oliveira versus Islam. Uh, we're all picking Oliveira, right, Sean? Don? Uh, I, I, yeah, I am, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if he lost. But, yeah, I would say Oliveira just keeps proving me wrong, so uh, I would go with him. Don? Yep, I am too. I'm, I, hate to, I hate to agree with Sean because, you know. It <laughs> uh... means you're wrong. <laughs> and then yeah. Aljamain versus TJ Dillashaw is on this card. Uh, Aljamain thinks that TJ is still cheating, just getting away with it. Um, and uh, I think Aljamain is going to win this fight. I think he got his 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 mojo back. TJ, you know what? Aljamain, Aljamain, they, they should be making a million dollars off of him. Instead, of, you know, back in the seventies, the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, had the terrible towel. They they should. Make up a Aljamain cry me a towel, you know, cry me a river <laughs> towel. And, uh, you know, they can, they can sell that. Like, I'm hurt. Wah. Um, Peter Yan. Big, big bargaining. And then they can spin the towel around, you know, dip it in water or something, spin it around, and just have the, the tears fly into the arena. <laughs> Peter Yan. I actually Jan, like that idea. Peter Yan's funny. Sean O'Malley. Um, Man, I think if, if O'Malley wins, he's the biggest star in the UFC. Because he's already got like 3 million followers. People love him. He's got that whole Gen Z, you know, bunch of rebels. He's got the crazy hair. He smokes weed all day. He plays he's on Twitch. Women love him. He hangs out with Takashi. He's got the tattoos. But Peter Yan's a fucking monster. A different animal. Um, I, I think Yan wins unless O'Malley can catch him. With some kind of crazy spinning kick or something. And I mean, Sean? I will be blown away if O'Malley beats him. Blow, like, absolutely blow my mind if he beats Yon. Don? Yeah, that would be a shocker. I don't think Yon is going to be impressed with whatever hair color O'Malley comes in you know, this time. <laughs> and then Bilal Muhammad, who went to law school from Chicago, great guy. Uh, has just been gotten better and better fighting this guy Sean Brady, undefeated kid who is a uh, is a he beat Greg Jones in Jiu-Jitsu. He seems like he's like the perfect fighter. This guy, it's a tough one for Bilal, but uh, I'm hoping he pulls it off. Sean, uh, I've not seen the uh, Brady guy fight, but uh, I always assume Bilal's going to lose because he always looks like he's going to lose to me, but he keeps winning. So, uh, but going in, I always just assume he's going to lose for some reason. And Don. Not a clue, partner. Not a clue. 
All right. Well, that is our podcast today. What do you got coming up, Don? Uh, today I waiting on the waiting on the home health nurse to come over, take this damn pick line out of my arm finally. You know, it's been three months, so today is supposed to come out and then I gotta begin taking my antibiotics, my pill, you know, for the rest of my fucking life. And uh now I'm gonna get off my ass and try and get back into life and make a living again. Good. You know, my buddy Jeff Spencer's you know, been nice enough to take care of me for three bucks, you know, and it's time for me to uh, become a man again, you know, do it, live on my own. You've always been a man, bro. You're the manliest of men. <laughs> I always think, what would Don Fry do? Yeah, uh, good. And Sean, what do you got? Uh, everything Don said, except the part about getting out and being a man again. Like, I'm pretty much, I'm probably just going to sit and hang out and not, uh, not be a man. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. I'm traveling. I'm going to be gone so much in November. It's crazy. I go to two different weddings and different cities across the country and then maybe go to Germany. And, uh, so yeah, I'll be gone most of the month in November. It's just, uh, it's really interesting trying to figure out how you're going to pay for it. So like anytime, like, you know, Germany, that's going to, it's going to cost me 20 grand for that procedure. And then, uh, it just, yeah, I don't know. So what did the Nelk, you know who the Nelk boys are? Not to extend the podcast, but you know who the Nelk boys are? Because I don't. The big podcast. I think they're from Canada. The kids did love Dana them. White really give one of them $250,000 for his birthday just because he likes him? That's the word on the street. But there was no reason he gave him a quarter million dollars. He just gave it to him? I mean, I guess maybe from all the promotion he's been doing for the UFC or something. I, I don't know. Hey, I should start promoting for the UFC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. We should um, start, start a podcast just promoting the UFC. Next week, I will be at the Skank Fest in Las Vegas. Uh, Skank Festival. It's a big uh, comedy festival. Um, a lot of big comics on it, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, and then I'm doing uh, the Scott Bayo charity event. Not for Scott Bayo. It, it's a charity <laughs> it's on for, for sick kids. Um, I'm at the Ontario Improv October 19th, uh, the Reno Laugh Factory October 20th to 23rd, and the Well in Bakersfield October 29th. Uh, you guys are amazing. Love you.